always a privilege to be able to come to God's house and especially to be able to stand before his people and proclaim his great and wonderful name. Thankful for Brother Abraham that was here last week to remind us that we should keep our comments to about 10 minutes. <laughs> Brother Jeff always used to say it was five minutes and of course we know how that went. And so uh, I will try this morning to keep them somewhere between Abraham's 10 and Brother Jeff's 5. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you and you would like to turn to the book of Isaiah, we're going to look at a, a very familiar passage in Isaiah chapter 40 and in verse 31. And we'll start in verse 29. It says, He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Mm -hmm. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall away. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. You know, he says, even the youths, shall weary and faint. You know, I, I, I look at our young people over here and I, you know, every day I wish I had the, the energy that, that Patrick and, and even Elliot and all the rest of them have, you know, that we could go and go, but even the young people eventually wear out and get tired. I... I I can remember my own children. I remember many times that, especially Jason, would just go so hard all day long and literally fall asleep at the dinner table trying to eat dinner. We'd just pick him up and carry him to bed. He would stay there all night long. They have the energy, but it says, even the young shall weary. They shall utterly fail. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. That word renew, it literally means to change. To change the tired into the stronger, into the, uh, and, and to make it new, turn it into strength. The word strength, they shall renew their strength. It means to power, might, your substance. He is going to renew your very substance. That that makes you strong. It also carries with it the connotation of standing firm. Standing in place. You stand firm in the faith. We stand firm in our reliance upon God. And upon our need for His strength in our life. He shall renew your strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. I didn't really know this until I started studying this. Did you know that eagles actually molt their feathers? As they age, they actually shed their feathers and replace them with new ones. He renews them, if you will. So yes, we, 
can shed off our, our old tired self and He will renew us with His strength. But I think even beyond that, it carries with it the image of rising above. God will renew our strength so that we will rise up as eagles. Eagles fly higher than any other bird. And when we are walking in God's strength, we will soar above the world. Jesus says, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And when we are walking in His strength, we overcome the world also. We mount up with wings as eagles. It says, we shall run and not be weary, and we shall walk and not faint. God continues to renew our strength over and over again so that we can continue without growing tired. <laughs> These are benefits, if you will, of waiting on the Lord. You know, over in, in Psalms chapter 37, it says, uh, wait on the Lord and keep His ways and He will exalt you. He will lift you up and that we would inherit the land. There are many benefits that we have to waiting on the Lord. Renewing our strength, not growing tired in our well-doing, being exalted. But then that has to beg the question, what does it mean to wait on the Lord. If it's going to have all these, these benefits for us, what does it mean? What are we doing when we wait upon the Lord? Are we going to sit down in our easy chair at home and prop up our feet and say, all right, Lord, I'm waiting. If you go to the Strong's Concordance, it's word 6960. You can look it up when you get home, John. It means to bind together as you would bind together a cord. To bind together. To look for or to expect. It means to be patient. When we bind ourselves together with God and with God's people, we are waiting on the Lord. When we sit by patiently, we're waiting on the Lord. But I, I want you to notice something very specific about this. It does not say to wait for the Lord. It says to wait upon the Lord. Because there, there is a, another connotation that it has to wait upon somebody. Yes, we are to be patient. We are to look for Him. We are to look for His answers to our prayers. We are to look for His workings in our lives. But we are also to wait upon the Lord. And most of you know, I grew up in the food business. I've worked most of my life in restaurants and bakeries and whatnot. And when I was much younger, 
you used to have in these establishments something that was called a waiter or a waitress. They don't call them that anymore. I guess it's sexist or whatever they've decided it is. It's not a good word anymore. You know what they call them now? Servers. What did your waiter or waitress do? They served. Brothers, when we wait upon the Lord, we are to be serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. How do we serve the Lord? <coughs> Matthew chapter 25 gives us a, a little glimpse of that, I think. Matthew 25, starting in verse 14, it says, For the kingdom of heaven, this is Christ speaking. If you've got a red letter edition, this is red letter. Not that I think that really makes a whole lot of difference because the black letters are God's words too. But for those of you that are sticklers, this is a red letter, red letter quotes. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same, and made he them five, other, uh, five talents. Likewise, he that had received two He also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh, and he reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, The Lord, thou delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that he received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And his Lord said, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there hast that is thine. And the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto them which had ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away 
even that which he had. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We see here three servants all waiting on their Lord. Waiting on his return. Two of the servants, though, while they were waiting, they served their master. They worked in his kingdom. They worked at his, his, his whatever it is, farm, whatever you call them over there. He took and he put it to service. And when the Lord returned, what did he say? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. But the third servant, what did he do? He sat down in his easy chair. He propped up his feet. And he waited on the Lord to come home. There are two ways to wait. I believe that while we are here in this kingdom, we are to be working, waiting on the Lord to return. We are to be serving Him in all that we do. In Galatians. Chapter 5. Verse 13 says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in this one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We serve the Lord when we serve each other. You know, we're, we're told that we're to, to come into his house and to meet here and, and to not uh, forsake the assembling of ourselves. And that's true, I believe we should be here. And this is one way to worship the Lord, but we also worship him and serve him when we serve one another. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 says let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil con conscience and our bodies washed with pure water let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. You want to serve the Lord? Hold fast your profession of faith. Mm -hmm. Remember the word strengthen says to stand firm. He'll renew your strength. He'll give you the strength to stand firm. Worship Him. Stand firm in your faith. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Again, we are to serve God by serving one another. Provoking one another in love unto good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so, uh, so much more as you see the day approaching. So again, we're to be in God's house. We're to be here worship. We're also to be here exhorting one another. Raising each other up. Exhorting us to, to work and to labor in God's house. It says, not forsaking 
the assembly. I always think about the story of the man who had cold grow, go, <laughs> had grown cold in his attendance at church. And he had gone several Sundays without coming, so the preacher decided he was going to go and, and visit him in his home. And he got there, and the man had a fire in the fireplace, and the preacher and the old man sat down next to the fireplace, and they talked for a few minutes, and the, the dear brother told him, he said, well, preacher, I, I believe I can serve God's people and worship God here at home as well as I can at church. I'm sure some of you have heard people say that before. I can worship God at home. I don't have to be at his house. The preacher thought for a minute. Without saying anything, he picked up the, the tongs from the fireplace. And he reached into the, to the glowing, burning coals, and he picked one of the coals up. And he removed it from the rest, and he set it out on the hearth by itself. And after just a couple of seconds, that coal began to grow dim. The, the fire began to leave it. And after just a minute, it was cold. The brother looked at it for a minute. And he looked at the preacher and he says, I understand. Brother, we need each other. In order to keep from growing cold, in our service to the Lord. That's why the assembly of ourselves into God's house is so important. We need to be here so that we can exhort each other, so that we can lift each other up, so that we can make that fire burn hot. Finally, in John chapter 13... Verse 35, I, I was really glad to hear Brother Randy use this. I, I end my prayers often with this because I think it's so important. Verse 34 says, A commandment I've given to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Again, we serve God when we love one another. And then verse 35 says, By this shall all men know you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Brother, if we want those outside of the church to know that we are God's people, if we want those outside the church to know the God that we serve, we do that by loving each other. That is how those outside the church will know that we're God's people. If you want to serve the Lord, if you want to wait upon God, serve His people. It's through our service to God and to each other that He will renew our strength, that He will cause us to soar with the eagles, that He will allow us to work in His kingdom without being weary. God bless you. Amen.